Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the Cougs played Classy in San Diego to secure a SoCal road split. Now they're back home for a huge weekend, tipping off with top 10 Gonzaga. The coach is here with Jackson Robinson joining us live in studio next on BYU TV. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right. Good evening, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for our weekly catch-up with the Cougs. Good to have you joining us, whether live or on demand, on the BYU TV and the BYU Radio apps. Our social media hashtag, as always, hashtag Pope Show. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we'll look back at a one-on-one -on -one weekend on the West Coast Road. You're joined by Spencer Johnson inside the film room. We'll preview this week's home games with Gonzaga and Pepperdine. Deep Blue will profile point guard Rudy Williams. Jackson Robinson visiting live with us in studio. We'll have some social media Q&A with the coach and Jackson and a BYU Hoops trivia question to close out the show tonight. Let's get tonight's show on the road by bringing in the head coach of the Cougars. He is, of course, Mark Pope. I've never got to do that before. <laughs> and we'll just do a, a handshake. Oh, yeah, yeah I yeah. forgot you. I, got, I, I was so mesmerized by Leanne, I totally She's, forgot you. I'm he is sorry. mesmerizing. It's all My good. Bad. My yeah. Bad. Great to see you once again. And, and not only is Leanne front row, but yeah. she's front row with guests yes. uh, tonight. Who do, does she have sitting next to her yeah, that you super, can tell us about? I, it's super special for me. So, um, Coach Belcher was my uh, high school basketball coach. Um, a great coach uh, who who helped us win a lot of games. And, and this and, was where again? At my... Newport High School in Bellevue, Washington. Um, and and that's all fine and great, but he taught me so much about like being a human being and, and uh, about how to uh, work with people and love people and super, spe super special to me. So I've been working for the last five years to drag him out here. I finally got him and Jill, his incredible <laughs> wife, out here. So I'm, so I'm super happy to have him. Well, we're so glad that you are here with us yeah, tonight. Thank yeah. you. So how much of what you are doing is because of what he did? Well, he just did it way better than me. That, that's the only frustrating thing. So really what I did is call Coach, Coach, come here. I need some help. Uh, but Coach was, uh, like I said, he was just so magical about taking a group of guys and making them care more about each other than they did about themselves. It was, it was unbelievable to watch. Unbelievable to watch. Uh, you know, he made the, the – um, you know, the managers feel just as important as the star player. And, and uh, he, 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 you know, he found time and, and little ways by knowing everybody in his organization to make them feel incredibly special. Um, he was one of the few people that I've been around that recognized that when we walked into his office. Now, I'm going to tell a story on Coach. So Coach was an English teacher and a great teacher, but he did play a lot of Michael Jordan highlight videos in English class. Okay? <laughs> but... But, but Coach understood that when I walked into his office or when, uh, you know, a manager or a freshman or whoever walked in his office, that it was, it was a moment that we had been working up the courage 
to do for the last several days. And coach was always gracious to make us the most important person. It was super special. So clearly I'm an emotional wreck. I love it. <laughs> so besides uh, the gratitude you just shared with us, uh, what's on your mind? Did you come into the show tonight? Um, oh, good question. Um, well, uh, it's, it's a fun week. Like it's a fun week, right? Um, uh, I, I like where our team is right now. Um, the guys have been really committed to getting better and they've won eight and nine and what a great backdrop to walk into this week where we get the Zags and Pepperdine and finally get to be home for two consecutive right. games. And so that's super special. And, and, uh, that's probably occupied all of our time over the last 96 hours. And you, you know, great to be back home because you are the only WCC team that played three away games through the first two weekends of league. Yes, yes. And so um, the, the, you know, this is our last year through the league. So the league was like, hey, let's just put them on the road every game. <laughs> they can't do that. And, they cannot do that by law. Yeah. It's, it's actually been super special. Like every time we go to one of these venues, you know, you, you have these, um, you know, of course, there's the wins and losses, right? And those are the, the reason why we do this. But in each of these gyms we've had a chance to go to, you just reflect back. I've had the chance. This is my eighth year associated with BYU basketball. And four as assistant and four as a head yeah. coach. Yeah. And so there's so many memories. Like we were just at San Diego and there's so many memories in that gym. Like, you know, one of my favorite moments all time was our first year here as a head coach. And, and our season is on the line. Like we're, we're, you know, a top 15 team and we're at San Diego and everything's gone wrong. And then TJ Haas connects with Yoli Childs with two seconds left for an alley-oop dunk. And it's like, everything's good in the world. <laughs> and you just remember those memories. And then the other thing that's really special is, 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 uh, is hopefully everybody here can relate to is um, we've had this blessed opportunity uh, while we've been in the WCC to go all these venues and have BYU fans that live there come once a year and we get to connect with them. And so it's our last time seeing uh, our dear friends, uh, BYU fans in San Diego. And so that makes it really special, really sweet. And they, they showed out, even though the tickets got bumped up to $60 a seat. <laughs> Uh, smart on San Diego's part, but expensive for our fans, yeah. but it was still special. Uh, and you got a chance to bounce back again last week yes. with a tough loss Thursday, and you went on Saturday. We'll get to the highlights in a second here, but... Uh, I thought because we won the second game, we wouldn't even bring up the first game. <laughs> but, but it gives you a chance to rebound, which you yes, do so does. well, which I love the fact that, that you're 23-6 yes, you're, you're when you come off a loss. Rarely does one loss turn into two. You've been a res resilient team, and you always credit the guys. It's yep. them who do it. But um, I think they also realize that this is a program that, that you know doesn't go sideways. You guys tend to correct errors and get right back on the horse? Well, I think at this point, as I'm getting older, I think the guys start to get worried for me. <laughs> if we lose a game, they're like, guys, we can't lose a second one. I don't know if coach is going to make it. So I think <laughs> it's just charitable on their part that we actually get to win that. You mentioned WCC venues, and, and uh, it'll be curious. I'm curious, like, when you move to the new situation next year, what it will be like, who will come? Yeah. From, you know, where will they come from to these yeah. new places you're going to? You're going to get fans. We know that. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I think a lot of the opposing fans will be surprised. Like, why is there so much blue and white in the yeah. building? Where people yeah. coming from Utah. Where are these yeah. people coming from? Well, what's super fun is hopefully you guys had a chance to travel and see games on the road. But what's so fun about BYU is, is everyone's like, my gosh, they travel great. <laughs> like we were at Houston our first year and, you know, Houston is sold out every game. It's a smaller arena, maybe 8,000 people, and it's sold out every single game. And so we walked in the game and from the front row all the way to the rafters and two whole sections is all blue and white. And I'm sure all the Houston fans are like, my gosh, they, they must rent out like five planes, but that's not what happens. They all live in Houston. <laughs> 
And so it, that, that's actually one of the beautiful things about us moving into the Big 12 is that now um, Cougar Nation in Florida and Ohio and West Virginia and Texas and everyone else get to come, um, you know, come and we get to like commune with them. And that's actually super special. We're excited about yeah. that. Uh, by the way, how do you plan to uh, do your non-conference moving forward, do you think? Do you want to still want to involve the West Coast a little bit as much as you can? Try and let some BYU fans there still see you play? Or how will um, ba balance out that well, way? Well, if you set it up that way, I have to say yes. Right? <laughs> no. We'd like to take care of all the BYU fans. <laughs> uh, yes, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. A uh, couple things before we get into highlights. Uh, we'll see this in a minute, but Spencer Johnson got back into your starting lineup. What does he bring to your program as a starter? Well, I mean, through the course of the season, he's probably been our best defensive player and best offensive player. So it's nice to get him some more minutes. I think that was, um, you know, it was it was so hard when we lost him. Um, you know, it, it kind of sent us into a, we, you know, we, we just don't have a lot of veteran presence on this team. And so losing him was it was it was really disruptive to what we were trying to do. And the guys kind of figured it out. So to be able to infuse him back in has been great for us and, and just starting to get some more minutes. And, okay. um, you know, he's... He is, uh, he is, you know, there's, we, we've talked about this a lot. There's, um, when you're on a team, uh, as interesting as this might sound, especially a young team like we have, you're always looking around in your huddle and trying to find somebody that you really feel like you rely on to help your own confidence, right? To steady your own nerves. And nobody does that more than Spence. I think the guys know exactly what they're going to get from him on the defensive end every single possession. They know he's going to come and make great decisions and make shots on the offensive end. And, and so he is uh, – and it's not only what he does uh, production-wise on the team, but also the fact that the guys have a lot of confidence in him, and I think it increases their confidence. Okay, right before highlights, um, you're in game 20 on Thursday of a schedule that will go 30 plus games. Uh, Trevenell hasn't played yet. Yeah. Uh, what's an update on his situation? Well, he's, he, 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 he's not full practicing, but he practiced today. Um, he's in that interesting space. You know, he's still a month shy of when the doctors are saying that he should be good to resume full contact all the time. Um, so we're, we're kind of dancing right now. He's feeling good. It, what's interesting with him is it's, 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 it's going to be the one hit he takes on his shoulder or the one time he reaches in to make a play and his arm gets wrenched. That's what we're nervous about. And so we're just trying to navigate it right now and proceed cautiously. And I know, um, you know, all of us are clamoring to get him out, out there and we'll get him out as soon as it's safe to do it. All right. BYU comes into the week at 3-1 and one in league and 13-6 uh, and six overall after a split decision road swing last week. Let's get into the highlights and stats presented by Intermountain Healthcare. We start with a quick look back at BYU's narrow setback to LMU. Uh, Dallin Hall on this night was doing a lot inside. Yeah, um, you know, we had 46 points in the paint. Uh, we were really... Um, uh, our guys were really, really dedicated to getting downhill uh, and, and not settling for mid-range stuff. They played a drop uh, defense on ball screens. It was essentially kind of a two-on-two -two zone and, um, you know, have a really, really commanding presence inside the lane. And our guys were unafraid of it. We weren't super productive down there, but we were pretty determined to get down there. And Dallin did a great job about keeping his dribble alive, being physical with shoulders and finishing his shots where you, you may say that he was fouled once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State transfer Justin Ahrens with back-to-back uh, -back threes late in the first half. Foose inside. This game would be tied uh, at halftime 33-33. Uh, and we go to second half action. And uh, Alex Merkvaladze, a three for LMU. They take a one-point lead. It was kind of back and forth. This was tight throughout. I, I mean, it wasn't until late in the game that anyone took a lead more than five points in this game. Yeah. 
it, it was unbelievable. Uh, listen, it, it wasn't. There was nothing pretty about the basketball that was played, but it was really physical and really gritty. And credit to LMU for playing a great game. And more importantly, if you watch these highlights, you guys pay attention. That half of the court is red, and half of the court is blue. And if you don't pay attention, you might think watching the offense or defense that you're actually at different venues. But I love yeah. it. It's the, only, it's the only court in the country, actually, I know that's put together that, that way. With different colors. And uh, Leanne is just looking at me like, what are you talking you about? Know, you noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, LMU wins it by five. It was tight. And BYU shot, outshot LMU. I made more field goals on the night. But uh, one of those games in which, uh, well, free throws were a big part of it. We didn't get much into that. But uh, LMU shot a ton more free throws than you. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, game number two. That was the... Uh, uh, that was the loss. Here comes the win. BYU. Well, no, let's first of all just hit a couple uh, elements. Uh, I wanted to get closer in, uh, in on this. You mentioned LMU's defense, yep. how they did play you on this night. Um, what did you learn about yourselves or how to react when, when, the, when the game turned out the way it did defensively in LMU? Yeah, it's, 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 actually, it's actually really, really interesting. So, you know, everybody has a kind of a def different defensive scheme and way they approach the game. And, and LMU is very much like a St. Mary's feel right now in the sense that um, they're not guarding ball screens exactly the same way, but they're going to stay attached to shooters and turn ball screen offense into a two-on-two -two game. And they do it a little bit different than St. Mary's, but effectively that's what you get. So it's really, really hard to get into a driving kick game. It's really, really challenging to create shots for other guys. There's almost a lot of opportunities where you have to kind of take a one-on-one -on -one and go make a play out of it. And it's a very different feel. And it's actually, we haven't seen a defense yet this season so dedicated to that style mm -hmm. of play on the defensive end, especially that's so capable of being so physical. And the game, you know, listen, it's really hard to referee. That's super complicated, so I try and give those guys as much grace as I can. But the game just transformed into, into a, a, a feel that we haven't experienced as a young group yet. And so the fact that we have it, that we have it on film, that we got to kind of dissect it, it's going to really, really help us be more prepared because we will face at least two more teams that play this style of play, uh, this kind of defensive schematic, and, and we'll execute better every single time. And, and this is not any kind of setup or anything, but th this was a late game tight game situation, and I, I don't know that I've seen a call quite like the one we got out of Dallin Hall. Um, it was an unusual offensive foul. Usually offensive fouls follow a pattern. This was not one of those, was yeah. it? Um, yeah, and like I said, it's, it's, it's um, you know, there's sometimes we experience a lot of frustration in this game, but, um, um, you know, it, it, never does a game come down to one play. Like, it's, it's never reduced down to one play. Um, I, I liked Downs' play there a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought he came to two feet. I thought he was really physical. I thought um, he had an angle on his defender, and the, the recovery was really, really late, um, and, and especially with the beating that he was taking all game. But, you know, we're splitting hairs there. Yeah. There were a 100 different ways we needed to execute better. Um, you know, we, 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 uh, you know, they were able to kind of take us out of all of our recognizable offensive flow. Um, we responded to that much better at San Diego. But that, again, that's a learning process. It was the first time our guys had seen it. We didn't like how we reacted. We'll react better next time. Well, after the game, it was a down the road to San Diego for Saturday's contest at USD. And this was a high-scoring Toreros team coming in. Tough guard for BYU, for any team, really. Uh, you guys played outstanding defense uh, on the way to a big win on Saturday. Yeah. Um, uh, listen, this is San Diego is a good team. They're not a great team yet. They have a chance to become a great team. But they are a ridiculously explosive offensive team. They have five guys on the court that at any given night can give you 20 easy. Like, they're very capable. I thought our guys 
Defensive focus was unbelievable. I thought I thought it was it was terrific. We're growing in some some serious areas. Our transition and communication and transition, our ball screen defense and ball interchange defense communication is is really growing. And our and our defensive rebounding has been a staple. And as we put those three 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 parts together, I'll tell you, I don't know who's going to hold San Diego to 48. I just don't know who's going to do it. And and our guys did. And that's an amazing accomplishment. I'm super proud of them, especially coming off a heartbreaking loss and especially a super fast turnaround with two games on the road. You know, it was an 8 p.m. game and a, and a 5, p.m. 5 p.m. right. Yeah. And so it was late and early. And so I uh, couldn't be more proud of our guys. BYU took a double digit lead into the second half. These are second half highlights. And in the Mark Pope era, BYU's never lost a regular season game with a double-digit halftime lead, and that trend stayed on the positive Saturday. And the Cougars, uh, Mark, just kind of kept this thing at a comfortable distance, essentially. Uh, the, you never lost uh, or never had a lead dip below 10 in the second half. Yeah, and, and guys made some, some great plays. For example, that's a drop uh, ball screen defense right there. And instead of getting rushed downhill, Rudy Williams gets an unbelievable driving line. We get a really good seal, and he gets a finish. And that's just the difference. That's just how these guys are growing one game to the next. It's actually... It's actually really exciting. And those Atiki alley-oops now are now a staple of your offense. How good was Atiki? Yeah. I mean, Atiki is four for six from the field, four for four from the free throw line, rebounded the ball great, had an unbelievable defensive presence. Um, and he gives us an aerial attack that we've been missing for the last, since Gavin Baxter went down seven games in the last season until about now. We've been missing the aerial attack part of our game, and Atiki's bringing that back, and there's nobody more excited than his teammates. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to just dribble in there and throw the ball up, and it doesn't really matter where it goes. Atiki's gonna grab yeah. it and dunk it. It's <laughs> awesome. It's actually super fun. We're gonna show some more Atiki video here in a second. As we talk about Atiki, I'm not sure there could be a, there's a, there's a front court duo in the West Coast Conference with a big and a replacement big that are shooting as good a number at the free throw yeah. line as these two guys are. Normally at, the, at that spot is where your number's gonna dip. Yeah. They've been tremendous. Both are in the 70s yeah. right now. Yeah, well, and if Zeke was here, he would talk to you about the three he banged in practice today. That's what he's okay. really excited about. <laughs> but he was four for four from the line and, and made huge free throws in this game. And both those guys, uh, you know, they're, they're cheering for each other and they're trying to teach and mentor each other and they, they're shooting a great. Foose has been unbelievable for the free throw line. And it, and it has been four straight games with at least one Atiki Aliyup. Yeah. And Jackson got both the assists on yep. Saturday on that. Yeah, Jax is enjoying this a lot. You know, it was our first time uh, playing an aerial game through a step-up ball screen, which is a little different configuration on the floor. They've all been kind of going to the middle, and so Tiki got both of them. And that play by Spencer mm -hmm. Johnson was huge. It was late shot clock. Great read. It was interesting yep. because one of the things we talk about all the time is earning catches where we get to a ball screen instead of a handoff. I know this is not really interesting to anybody besides me. <laughs> but in that possession, so the first one, Spencer, and Atiki got a handoff play and got nothing out of it. They worked it to the second side and then the third side, they got the ball screen and they ended up getting a, a really easy lap because of a great play by both those guys. And we've, it's part of how we're growing. We've transi transitioned into some, into some Rudy Williams highlights and Rudy, 13 points, six rebounds, three assists, made seven of his eight free throws. He's another guy that's nails at the line for you. You talk about Rudy Williams, he's gonna get mad, mad that I say this, but at LMU, he was a minus 16 plus minus the worst on the team. And at San Diego, he was a plus nine. 19, the best on the team in 72 hours. I don't know if I've ever seen a swing that big, but it gives you a sense of how important he is to this team. Yeah. And it's and, and that's his encore production. But you think about what he is in this locker room and how he is mentoring the guys on this team. Man, he's a crucial piece of this. And and he responded to a tough night at LMU with a, yep. with a really great performance in San Diego. One of his best games of the year, I thought. Uh, Saturday's win in San Diego did feature Spencer Johnson making his first start in more than six weeks and his first ever WCC start. 
and he made it count with double-figure scoring in typically reliable fashion. Tonight, Spencer looks back on that win with our Jerem Jordan inside the film room. All right, Mr. Back in the starting lineup, what was that like against San Diego? Oh, it felt really good. It felt really good. Uh, I still have the knee brace, which is unfortunate. Why? But, uh, uh, Visually? Precaution, you know, it yeah. just looks really good. So. <laughs> no, it felt really good to be, to be back out there. Okay, nice win, especially um, responding after the LMU loss, which yeah. was disappointing Thursday, but you guys win this game by 20. What do you guys do so well? San Diego was really, really good in transition. Um, so that was our, our biggest focus, I would say, is we, we had to get back and guard in transition because they can get going. They're scoring close to 80 points a game, I think. You know, so we had to, to make sure we couldn't let them kind of get, get in the flow and uh, take care of it. Okay, about a minute and a half in, you, you start things with a steal in the half court? Yeah, so this one, we had to get back in transition. Jackson and I, I didn't do a great job talking to him here, but we figured out the switch. I just stayed in the gap there and took a swipe at the ball. Okay, next play. This is listed as a dunk in stat broadcast. Uh, this was not a dunk, but uh, at my level, this is like a dunk. At your level, this is an alley-oop Well, if you, if you play it really, really slow, you can see me just barely. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, Dow has a great, he has great court vision. So uh, I ran in transition and he saw me and just threw it up there and I'll dunk it next time. Yeah, so you'll, you'll just point, right? Yeah, and yeah. then he'll just, lead just you. Like Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, uh, totally. it's the 90s version. Awesome. Totally. Okay, three-pointer in the half court about midway through. And this is during a stretch where you guys are playing great defense. They're not scoring for like nine minutes, and you uh, build the lead with another three. Yeah, so um, we're trying to get to these side ball screens. It was, it was really working for us all night. We call it a two-man game. So right here, um, I wanted to get it wide, but when I set it up to get the catch, I saw that my guy went under. I was like, oh, you, you can't go under, you know? Don't go under. Don't go under. What's it like when you uh, let that go and, and uh, it's on target and you know it's good? Are you, do you start running back already? Yeah, you just land? It like, feels oh. pretty good. Okay, uh, another steal, this time late in the first half. Yeah, so again, in transition here, um, they were really preaching to us, like the one and the two, um, whenever we shoot it, the one and the two are supposed to get back just to you know, handle any guys that might be leaking out. So he fired this thing out here. And I was like, well, I'm back, I'm easy steal, you know? Little, little safety action in football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sign me up. Okay, three-pointer um, this time in the second half. And you guys are extremely unselfish. Jackson makes a nice pass. Yeah, Jackson made a great pass. And, you know, that's one thing that we always talk about is we're always looking for the next pass to the next guy. Rudy does a really good job of being strong here. Jackson definitely, you know, he could have shot this shot. But we, we talked about we work really hard to get our teammates really good shots. So he kicked it for one more, and I was like, oh, I got to. I got to be a good teammate and get him an assist here. What are your thoughts on the matchup with, uh, of course, the Zags who are in the top ten? Oh man, <clears throat> well they're good, just like every year. Um, definitely, we gotta we gotta be good in transition. You know, they they love to score on the fast break, and, and they're really good at rebounding the ball. So I think if we can, you know, secure rebounds, we can get on the offensive glass is certainly helpful, um, and we can just stop them in transition. We have a really good shot. So last week they played two close games mm -hmm. in San Francisco and Santa Clara. Last two minutes kind of came down to the wire. What did you kind of see and what do you sense that, hey, there's an opportunity there perhaps against Gonzaga Thursday? Yeah, totally. I mean, they, uh, they're totally beatable, you know, just like, just like any team on any given night. And so we're really excited to, you know, get them in here as the last WCC matchup and just excited to get after it. Okay, good luck and uh, have fun Thursday. Thank you.
Thanks to, uh, thanks to Jeremy and Spencer Johnson. As we break, this is your reminder that your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer Linton and Jerem weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, we'll have a deep blue feature on Rudy Williams and special guest Jackson Robinson joining us in studio. BYU basketball Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Time now to get to know better one of our current Cougars. And the road from Hamilton, Ontario to Provo, Utah has been a long one for new point guard Rudy Williams. It's a road that he hopes was worth it and changes the future of his family, as we learn in tonight's edition of Deep Blue. Yeah, I'm not fond of losing, honestly. You know, I feel like, you know, life has all been about a competition, and I kind of learned that as a young age. You know, some people make it, some people don't. I grew up in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and it's just, it was tough growing up, you know, you had to be tough there. I come from a big family. It's my mom, and then I have two sisters, and then I have four brothers. So I'm the middle child, I'm number three. He wouldn't want to eat more than what he's not supposed to eat so that the others can always have something too. Like he, he looks out for them, you know, because he don't want where to need to be out of certain things and stuff like that. I was uh, probably 11 or 12 years old, and it was just tough, you know, we got put out, and um, we had to live in a homeless shelter for about half the school year. He kind of took up sports to kind of distract him from certain things, you know, because it wasn't easy for us growing up. You know, nothing was given to you. There was no handouts in anything, life, sports. You know, everything I've ever gotten in my life growing up, it was earned. His upbringing, you know, basically, you know, we had, we had our, two, our two parents, basically always worked and it was just like pretty much us looking out for one another. I kind of learned how to work hard due to my family. Anything you want, you have to go and get it on your own. After he finished grade 10, he decided that he's gonna go to the States. I said, why, why are you gonna go to the States? Oh, because he, he wants to go to a prep school. I said, you cannot go to the States. Is how you're gonna get there anyway, you know. He knew that there was definitely more opportunities over there. He knew if he wanted to play basketball to the next level, he had to leave Canada to make that happen. He already talked to the coach and do everything on his own already in order how to get there. He left here where we live and moved to Florida. Luckily, we had family over in Florida that he was able to stay with at the time, right? And then after he left Florida, it was just like, you know, it was prep schools and these prep schools, you gotta pay. You know, you gotta pay, pay, pay. We had hit a lot of roadblocks trying to help him on his journey. I feel like a lot of people had helped him. Like a lot of people helped him on the way because they realized he was talented. People liked being around him. So people were willing to help him. 
Everybody's basketball path has some twists and turns, and Rudy is no different. He started in junior college, then he went to Kansas State, ended up at Coastal Carolina, and now he's here at BYU. And each spot has presented different challenges, but in each spot, Rudy has had to prove who he is as a basketball player, and we are so excited to be able to get the culmination of that here at BYU. When we went to Utah, everything felt so perfect. Everything felt right. The support from the coaching staff, the atmosphere in Utah. I felt like BYU was the right fit for him because they actually cared to see him develop and grow into a better player. He's still got room to grow in many areas, but I really feel that's why he chose Coach Pope and decided, right, with a lot of Coach Figures' earnestness in the recruiting process, that this was gonna be the best place for him to be able to advance his career from a basketball perspective. We see him in the gym every single morning, right? Late at night, and we're super excited to see where he can grow individually, but also where he can take us. You know, we, we talk about Rudy's work ethic. We talk about his smile. We talk about the joy that he brings into a room. And Rudy's been through a lot of things in his life that would have made it very easy for none of those things to be true. And he would have had good reason. There was days when I really wanted to come back home and stuff like that, but I, I knew what my goal was, my end goal was to become a Division One basketball player. And I, I told myself, even on the hard days, I was like, listen, like if this is what you really want to do, you got to fight every day, you know, you just got to make it work, you know. That's always kind of been my motto growing up is, you know, just kind of finding a way to make it happen. A lot of people get changed by their circumstances to the point where maybe you don't even recognize them anymore. Rudy has always stayed Rudy. He's, he's focusing right now on what he wants to accomplish and what he needs to accomplish. He's literally doing this because he, one, loves basketball, but two, he wants to put a smile on his mom's face. If I help BYU, Will help them win a lot of ball games. They're gonna help me get to where I need to be, which will ultimately me be playing pro. That'll ultimately change my family's life, and it's gonna help them have, you know, the opportunity to just live the way we've never gotten to live ever in my life. I feel like that's why I go so hard because I know that if I do this and I accomplish this goal, then I can change not only mine but my family's life. I'm very proud, you know, because in these days and age, not a lot of kids in their age group doing the right thing. I wish him very well, and I, I hope that whatever he do in life, his dreams will fulfill. How good is that? We love Rudy. That's yeah. Cool. Now, he's not our special in-studio guest, but he's in studio, and he's Rudy Williams hanging out in the front row with Leanne here. Rudy, great to have you with us tonight. Thanks for having me. He'll get his own night. He'll get no, his own no, night. It's, 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 uh, he, he's coming up soon. I, I, it was fun to hear his family and mom talk. It was actually super fun. And he looks good on camera, doesn't he? Very photogenic. If I look yeah. good, if I look that good, I would, be, I would be doing movies, man. Come on. I'm so <laughs> jealous. Wow. All right, Million great. dollar smile. You saw yeah. what I look like when a tiki drew me on the board the other day. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's got to go up in your office somehow. <laughs> All right, uh, BYU is this season playing out its final campaign as a West Coast Conference member with the Big 12 beckoning later this calendar year. For our special guest tonight, the new league will seem like old times as he returns to his hometown territory. Please welcome into Studio C from Ada, Oklahoma, Jackson Robinson. Yeah. 
going? Jax. Good to see you. Good. All right, have a seat, man. All right. Super proud of Jax for wearing matching sweats. <laughs> I had to have a conversation with him after Tiki wore less than matching sweats. Last <laughs> you got some moral support in the building tonight? Is that oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Front row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to see the piece we just ran on, Rudy? Did you get to watch it? I didn't know. You have to check it out. We'll make sure good. you watch it online. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I mentioned in the in the uh, the intro about um, we've talked about this in post game for radio before too. But you're going to be uh, going back into Big Twelve territory next year. That's still to come. But uh, growing up in the Midwest, where you're born and raised, and all that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in Ada, Oklahoma, so uh, it's not too far from Dallas. All those Texas schools, things like that. Uh, I used to drive down with my family and uh, go watch games all the time when I was younger. So. It's pretty cool to be able to say that I'm going to be playing against that competition uh, next year. So, so when you were uh, growing up and maybe getting the high school years, did you have a favorite college basketball team where you lived? Uh, not really. I wouldn't say so. I mean, I always grew up watching the Sooners just because I'm from Oklahoma, but I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite team. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Coach, when do you first uh, recall uh, meeting Jackson Robinson? The first time I met you in person was on your visit. Yeah. Uh, and that was where I learned that Jackson grew up as a cattle rancher. Hmm. <laughs> Is that so? Well, you're laughing. It's true. <laughs> you grow up Something on a ranch? like that. Yeah, I did. My stepdad, he uh, grew up working on one, so I would just kind of tag along when I was younger and just help him out when I could. Just riding the range, lasso and steer. <laughs> like, did you understand? <laughs> like, we have, we have livestock here in Utah, so anybody wants him to come work, yes? I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I actually but. asked Jax if he loved it. He was like, well, uh, yeah. maybe for a little bit. It was a phase for sure. So you, 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 to <laughs> you tolerated ranch life then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, best part of her growing up where you grew up, what would you say? Um, I'd probably just say like the peace and quiet, to be honest. There's not much going on out there. So just kind of being kind of isolated. Um, I enjoyed it when I was younger. Provo's not a huge city, but uh-oh. <laughs> and my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotta give props to mom. Another great part of growing up. Yeah. Uh, no, no. When he came on his official visit, I'm telling you, I, I fell in love with Jax. Like, I mean, come on. But his mom, like, she is unbelievable. She's so full of life. It's, she's just fantastic. It was really great. So. When did you uh, start thinking about playing basketball at the next level? And then maybe you could get us into your college journey. You've been a few places. Yeah. Um, I mean, playing college basketball has always been something that I wanted to do, uh, watching like my aunt, my mom, other people in my family. And your aunt's basketball. like a pro coach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's at Phoenix right now, so. Phoenix Mercury, WNBA. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and then, you know, just growing up in high school um, until my sophomore, junior year, I didn't really have any offers, so I didn't know if I was going to play college basketball or not. Um, but, you know, just I kept working and things like that, and eventually it all came, so. That was good, and uh, my junior year of high school, I decided to go to Texas A&M a year early. Um, I had a great time. I just tried to take it all in, and it wasn't really the right fit, so that's when I went to Arkansas, things like that, and uh, just got better as a player over that last year, and now I'm here. So. You have a player and a coach with SEC basketball experience here. You know what it's like, uh, Coach Pope, to play in that environment, right? Yeah, it's actually really special in that Bud Wall and Arena is a, yeah. you know, we, we had a little rivalry going on when I was in Kentucky. It was actually a super special place. How are you liking life in Provo? Uh, it's been good. I mean, Rudy, uh, I live with him, so we just kind of been chilling 
I was, asking, I was gonna ask together. you about roommates. We know Rudy's Rudy's your guy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we just hang around, just chill, uh, go to the gym, hang out with teammates, things like that. How's school? Uh, I just started yesterday, so I've been to three in-person classes. I got one online class, so trying. Do you feel comfortable saying, telling what Rudy said to the whole team at the end of the huddle today? What he said. You can say it. <laughs> you can say it. I don't even know what he said to me. No, because I looked at you and I said, man, why are you so grumpy? And Rudy was like, he's always angry in the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that Which came from. Which none of that is true. <laughs> none of that is It's the farthest thing <laughs> from the truth. Yeah. Marriott, you, you get a sold-out Marriott Center on Thursday night for Gonzaga. Now, you played in basketball. It's a pretty intense environment in the SEC. A sold-out Marriott Center is pretty special. Have you heard about it, know about it? Do you, what do you expect? Uh, yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. Just the rivalry, I guess. Is Gonzaga a rivalry? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's a big game. So, uh, just having all those fans in there, it's going to be exciting. And, I mean, all 17 of us plus the coaches can't do it alone. It's going to have to be everybody in the arena. So, I'm excited. Okay, you have to take care of business in the WCC first. But are you just a little bit excited for Big 12 basketball next year? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but, you know, we just have to make sure that we're focused on this season and accomplishing what we can. So, I mean, all the focus right now is just towards the WCC and winning games. Absolutely. All right, he is Jackson Robinson still on the way. Uh, test of wits that will involve all three of us when BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. back to BYU Basketball with Mark Poe, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Uh, time for the fun and games portion of tonight's program. And we are, the three of us, uh, going to play Heads Up. You probably all know the deal. Those are two handsome heads. The graphics. Look at the heads. I mean, we got to get jacks on the graphics. <laughs> so uh, we each have an envelope with cards. Okay. We're going to draw a card. And we're going to, uh, uh, we're not going to look at what the, uh, what the answer on the card is. We're going to face it away from us and stick it in our little head, in our little uh, headband slot. Which way is the card facing though? Is it facing Yeah, I, I think what you're going to want is. Don't cheat. You're don't facing cheat. out. No, they're facing out. Okay, okay so, so I'm going to draw them out. So well, I'll, I'll give you an example. So um, I'll pull a card out. I'll stick it in my little thing. And then uh, I'll take turns asking you guys yes and no questions to determine if I can guess who's in my forehead. Okay. All right? And then if we uh, guess the card correctly, we grab a new card. And whoever guesses the most cards when the time is up wins. Okay? okay. Uh, tonight's theme, it'll all make sense here in a second. Tonight's theme is BYU basketball people. Okay. People right. associated with BYU basketball. Right. We're going to do a practice round. Okay. Okay, practice round, and I'll start us off here. We got to go fast. So on goes the headband. Here we go. All right. Hema Let's gave me the envelope. This one says practice, so I cannot see what's on the outside of it, but you all can. Yeah. I'm not looking at the camera or anything. I'm going to pop it in here. Dit, dit, dit. There we go. Is that okay? You got that? Perfect. Okay. Um, am I a current BYU basketball player? No. No. Uh, am I a former BYU basketball player? Yes. Did I play for Mark Pope? Yes. Did I play only one season for Mark Pope? Yes. Am I currently playing professionally? Yes. Yeah. Am I Yoli Child? Yes! No, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's how it works. Okay. All right. And uh, should we start off with me again or have one of you guys no, go first? Let's go, Jax. Okay, Jax. 
All right. Headband on. Kind of nervous. Yeah, I know. This is, this is stressful, <laughs> man. You think Thursday's stressful. This okay. is stressful. I think you pull the first card. So which way is it facing again? Yeah, I so wanna... I think you go first one that's facing you, and it's coming out perfect. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pop that in. Don't look at the camera. Oh, Don't I find anything special. Yeah, you can't look at the face. monitor. Oh, yeah, you gotta oh, just. Is... You gotta just. Fo did he already see it? Hopefully oh, not. Did. Okay, you gotta focus on us. Okay, ask okay. a question. You can go to Coach Pope or me or both. Here we go. Uh, am I a former player? No. no. You're, I'm a current player. Yes. Uh, am I a forward? Kind of. You're not a guard. <laughs> not a guard. Um, Eventually, could move to the four. <laughs> okay. Do I wear a single-digit number? No. Double-digit. Yes. Am I Richie Saunders? No. Um, what else should I ask? Uh, I don't know. How about do I love salmon? Do I love salmon? Yes. <laughs> you love salmon. Who, who loves salmon? You can't. I can't answer that question. <laughs> I uh, How about this? Am I, am, I, am I from the continental United States? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. The answer is no. Okay. Uh, Gideon George. Nope. Nope. Uh, Wait, once he guesses, he's out. He's toast. Emma, right? I need a ruling on this. What happens when he guesses? If he guesses wrong? He can guess again. We're go, told he go. can guess again. Guess again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I... Do we give him three guesses, and on the third one... No, no, yeah. Let's give him as many guesses as he needs. Okay. Am I how dog? No, he's no. not how dog. <laughs> <laughs> am I uh, a tiki? No. Fus? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you are Fuseni Traore. Okay. All right, we ready? Okay. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm super excited about this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, good. I got a good reaction. I got a good reaction. Okay. Am I a current player? No. Am I a former player? Yes. Um, did I play in the '80s? Yes. '80s. Okay, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Trust me on this one, Jack. And did I play in the NBA? Yes. And uh, am I Danny Ainge? Yes. Oh, come on, bring it. <laughs> what? See, Joe's done. Let's go. All right, G. Okay, I don't see anything that's going on. I don't know yep. what's happening. Here we go. Okay. Da, 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 da. We got to get Rudy to play one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> am, I a, am I a current player? No. Am I a former player? Yes. Did I play for Mark Pope? No. Did I play for Dave Rose? Yes. Did you know that? <clears throat> I did not know that. <laughs> okay. Yes. Did I have a brother who played at BYU? No. Did I play in the NBA? Yes. Am I Travis Hansen? No. Mm -hmm. okay, that's one but bad But Travis guess. is going to love you for guessing <laughs> him right now. Okay. Um, okay. Am I a, a big or a guard? Guard. I'm sorry. I should say am I a big? No, so I'm a guard. Okay, good. Um, am I Jim or that? Yes, you are. Okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> Bring it. Let's go. Okay. Travis is my guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Oh, I can't see it. You, you got it. There you go. All, All right, right, perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, am I a current player? Nope. Nope. Okay. I'm, I'm a former player. Nope. nope. No? <laughs> <laughs> that man, it just got really hard. It just got what? really hard. Um, well, I feel like it's... Okay. If you're not a player... What did you say? Is it Mark? 
Yes, yeah, actually he is. That's a Let's go, baby. What? Right. That was great. Okay, here we go. All right. Okay, no reaction. I got no reaction. That makes me nervous. Nobody knows who this is? Am I a current player? Yes. I am? Yeah. Okay, am I, um, am I a starter last game? Yes. Okay, uh, do I, have I collect almost 15,000 shoes in the last two years? No. no. Oh. <laughs> so it's not Noah. Um, okay, am I, uh, am I a freshman? No. Okay. Am I uh, very interested in real estate? I don't think you are. Okay. No. <laughs> no, we have a no. Did I grow up as one of the greatest cattle hands in Oklahoma history? Yes. Yes, Jackson. Robinson. Let's go, baby. Thank you for playing. Headbands off. We're good. Nice it. job. Awesome. All right. Awesome. We have a big weekend ahead for BYU basketball. Number eight, Gonzaga and Pepperdine coming to town. Zags have won the last five against BYU. Uh, they won 11 of 12, but the one that BYU won, Coach, very memorable, and it came in your first season as BYU's head coach. What a remarkable night at the Marriott Center that was yes, a few was. seasons back. Yes, it was. It was running back, huh? Let's go. All right, Gonzaga, quickly. Uh, since they're losing to Baylor in early December, uh, they've won nine straight. Uh, they're atop the WCC in, uh, in record at 3-0. and They're a top 15 Ken Palm and net and everything else. It's a typical Gonzaga team, but this is what can happen, Mark, on special nights, and it happened against Gonzaga yeah. back in 2020. And listen, we're getting better. Uh, we're getting better. These guys have made unbelievable progress. They've won eight out of nine. We're, we're learning who we are more. And we can do this. Um, it's, like Jack said, it's going to take all of us being fully invested, fully heart, and, and enduring a lot of frustration. We can go do this, and we're just, we can't wait till Thursday night where we can all be in this building together. It's going to be really special. Sold out. It's going to be awesome. All right, join us next Tuesday for another edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, 8.30 Eastern, 6.30 Mountain on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, some social media Q&A for the coach and Jackson Robinson. Stay with us on BYU TV. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. All right, yes indeed. Somehow the, uh, the, the, the audience level coming back from breaks is remarkable tonight. Can I I'm tell you, sure. this, yeah. is, this is the thing. is like, don't you think we should make these breaks longer? Like, it's so good in here during the break. We have great time in the breaks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. If the breaks made it on the air, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we get shut down. Uh, FCC. All right. Uh, social media Q&A time. A couple of quick questions. We've got to uh, uh, book through these. Uh, this one's for Coach. First one. Uh, during timeouts, uh, what's on the whiteboard that you're holding up for the players to see? Uh, usually, uh, we'll just draw up an action. That's it. Oh, 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 you mean this whiteboard? Oh, one. that's matchups. Yes. That's Jax's favorite board, yes? Yes, sir. Yeah, and that's not you that does it. That, that's board. the assistant or someone else holding up who's got who, right? Depending. Yeah, so uh, every time out, they're changing lineups. Everybody's changing lineups. So, so we don't have to go over it multiple times. We just hold up. The guys can check whatever they want. Okay. Uh, and still, <laughs> Jax <laughs> comes to us after we leave the timeout. He's like, wait, who am I guarding? <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, this one for Jax. Uh, which uniform combination that you've worn this year is your favorite? And which one do you think the team plays best in? 
Uh, I'd probably say the black. You like the black best? The black. Okay. I think we play the best in the black, too, to okay. be honest. Rudy, what do you think? Which one do you like best? I would say the navy's my favorite. Yeah. The one you guys wore on Saturday? Yeah. The navy with the royal. With the royal trim? Yeah. That's sweet. I do like that one. He thinks we're undefeated in Navy with Royal. Have we only Royal. played two games in those? Undefeated is undefeated. Undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's, fair. Fair. That's fair. But he was nodding his head when you said the black. He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it is a big weekend of hoops ahead. Uh, here's a look at our BYU TV and BYU radio broadcast schedules for both games. Gonzaga Thursday. We've got pregame coverage on BYU TV and BYU radio one hour before tip. Tip at 9.30 Eastern on ESPN, the mothership. It's Gonzaga and BYU then. You'll hear it on radio, of course, as well. And then afterwards, on both BYU TV and BYU radio, lots of postgame coverage. Great stuff. And then Saturday versus Pepperdine. Again, an hour before tip. Again, BYU TV and BYU radio. Again, great pregame coverage. The game itself on BYU TV and BYU radio. And then stay with us for postgame coverage on both media afterward. As we take another break, here's this week's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection. Since joining the WCC in 2011-12, how many wins does BYU have against Gonzaga? The answer next. Stay with us. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. Since joining the West Coast Conference in 2011-12, how many wins does BYU have against Gonzaga? And the answer here is six. And only St. Mary's has more in league with seven. But BYU is right there. Tough to beat that team, and BYU's done it more than most for sure. Three wins here, three wins there up in Spokane. So in the uh, final 50 or 45 seconds we have left, uh, you get a sold-out Marriott Center for the first time this year, guys. But the Marriott Center's already been, it's already like 15th or 16th nationally in yeah. attendance this year. What a great building uh, to, to be able to play in. You've seen it in other places too, but how impressed are you with what you get in Provo? Uh, I mean, I'm super grateful just having all those fans be able to show up to the games and support us, stuff like that. So, I mean, I know my teammates and my coaches also love it. And like I said earlier, we need all the help we can get. So, uh, every person that steps foot in that Marriott Center matters and it helps us win. So, all right. You couldn't have said it any better. Perfectly Super done. Mayor. All right. That's really good. I <laughs> love it. All right. Thanks for being here, folks. You're a great crowd. For Jackson, for Coach Pope, for Rudy, for Emma. I'm great. We've got a great week. Let's do it again on Thursday. <laughs>